Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I'm here with my girlfriend Jessica. Hello! Hello, and today we're bringing you another installment of True Crime Headlines. This time I've got a list, a couple of them, maybe a couple of them just sent me. One first, this first one just definitely sent me. But we have an array, and depending on time, we have a a bonus headline to talk about as well. So we'll see. Yes. (laughs) A non-crime related one, but... But bring it back, old school. Yes, but I mean, technically... There's definitely true crime involved with that one, just not in the current status of it. So That's true. Okay, if I could not be more vague, good lord. But before we get started with that, if you are new here, hello and welcome. Thank you for checking out the show. Returning spooksters, welcome back. If you would like to hang out with us on social media, we are on Facebook, Instagram, I'm still calling it Twitter, under the handle at 3 Spooked Girls. And if threads or just you want more Instagram from us. I am spooky underscore sleuth on Instagram threads and TikTok. And Jessica, you want to tell them your handle? Oh, yes. So they can follow you. So my handle is Jessica Bear Stanton. It's J-E-S-S-K-U-H. Bear is in the animal, not naked. Mm -hmm. And my last name Stanton. Uh, on Instagram and threads. <laughs> yes. Actually, the on threads, like on your Instagram now, like I don't know if you know this, but there's like a little it's button linked. that you can push. Mm-hmm. And it takes you there. Apparently, yes. I am number 76,874,451. Oh. That was the number I was to join threads. I am number 32,964,170. Well, fuck. I mean, granted, I did join a couple of days later, but I'm actually glad that I'm only, like, I was, like, thinking it was going to be much bigger, but it it wasn't so bad. Right. And we are coming up on five years of Three Spooked Girls. We have in our link tree the link to buy tickets to our live show. In current time, we are almost sold out of our VIP tier. That is going to be personalized swag that is only for those ticket holders. We have a Q&A we are doing post-show, and then, of course, our main event, the live show as well. There's a couple different options, general admission and all that good stuff, but check it out in the link tree. And if you would like to support the show, you can go to the link tree or patreon.com backslash three spooked girls for as little as a dollar. You get one bonus episode a month. Sometimes those are video, depending on what we're doing. But it is a extra, it's an extra podcast episode every month for any of our supporters and five and up they get ad free episodes a day early and we have some other video content coming in the works so yeah definitely check that out if you would like to support us over here on the show and we also have our facebook group i usually say that earlier but i think like us now switching to like also mentioning our personal handles it threw it throws me off so much i'm like okay cool we're done now but (laughs) no just kidding i forgot sorry guys apparently i'm new here (laughs) So our Facebook group is Three Spook Girls Official, and we have all kinds of fun stuff over there, including right now we have our signups for Secret Satan still open. 
We already have almost 140 spooksters signed up. So that is super fucking exciting. It just it keeps building every single year and we love it. And if you are completely new and have no idea what that is, it's basically like Secret Santa, but Halloween. So yes. yeah, it's like our it's like our main main thing. And it makes me so happy seeing like everyone's comments being so excited and, you know, being like, oh, my gosh, you know, and talking about how they've done it either past years or last year or this is their first one. Like, I just love seeing that. And that makes me so happy that you guys like it because Jessica and I, I mean, we've already we already started shopping like before we even made it public to sign up. <laughs> like I've had stuff sitting on one of my tables for a hot minute a couple things already yeah and in real time i still don't even know who i have but it's fine but it's a lot of fun so if you want to sign up you do have to be in the facebook group it just makes life easier because it's gonna be me jess and one of our admin pairing everybody sending all the emails out all that good stuff so yeah good times i'm excited for it (laughs) i'm looking forward to it i'm excited But with that, we're going to go ahead and get on into our cases. So like I said, we're doing true crime headlines today. This is kind of just stuff going on in the news right now. I do a lot of this on TikTok and it's bled over here and you guys seem to like it. So we're doing another round because there's a lot of shit that's been happening lately. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Okay, so this first one just sent me, I think like yesterday. So our article comes from people.com, and there's two because there was a follow-up today on some stuff that I'll get into in a minute. So this is the case of Mackenzie Shrilla. So basically, here's here's the title of this article, guys. Okay. Teen convicted of intentionally crashing car into brick wall at 100 miles per hour to kill boyfriend. This was murder. I was so confused by this headline because I was like, (laughs) how did she live? Yeah. An Ohio judge found a teen guilty of murder, ruling she intentionally drove her car into a brick building at 100 miles per hour to kill her boyfriend and another passenger. On Monday, Judge Nancy Margaret Russo found Mackenzie, age 19, of Strongsville guilty on all 12 charges she faced, including murder, aggravated vehicular homicide, felonous assault and drug possession for a 2022 crash that killed her boyfriend, Dominic Russo, age 20, and a friend, Davian Flanagan, age 19. The conviction carries an automatic sentence of life in prison with the possibility of parole after 15 years, as reported by Cleveland.com. Mackenzie sobbed uncontrollably as the judge addressed the court. This was not a reckless driving, Russo said just before she hounded down the, the verdict this past Monday. Like, literally earlier this week. Mm -hmm. This was murder. She had a mission and she executed it with precision. The decision was death. According to Strongsville Police, in the early morning hours of July 31st, 2022, Mackenzie was driving a 2018 Toyota Camry with Russo in the front seat and Flanagan in the back seat. The three had allegedly been smoking marijuana at a friend's home before she got behind the wheel, Cleveland.com reports. Mackenzie allegedly had THC in her system that exceeded the legal limit in Ohio. She was not charged with driving under the influence, but with murder. According to surveillance video prosecutors showed in court, Mackenzie was seen driving on Progress Drive in the Progress Drive Business Park at normal speed. When she turned onto Alameda Drive, she became, quote, literal hell on wheels, the judge said. Mackenzie was seen accelerating before jerking the wheel to the right and left before slamming into a brick building at 100 miles per hour, leaving her and her passengers trapped in the twisted metal wreckage. Her fuzzy Prada slipper was stuck on the gas pedal. The intent was obvious upon seeing the video that there was only one goal, and the computer demonstrated that there was no attempt to slow down or stop, that it was full speed into a building, and tragically it cost two people their lives, the prosecutor Michael O'Malley said after the verdict came down. Prosecutors maintained that Mackenzie wanted to end her turbulent relationship with Russo. There's no doubt that this happened because of the relationship with Dominic and the defendant's intent was clearly to end that, and she took everybody that was in the car with her. Russo and Flanagan were pronounced dead at the scene. Mackenzie was unconscious and not breathing when she was found trapped inside the car with the others. Her attorney, James McDonald, could not be reached for comment, but in court he said prosecutors never proved that she intentionally crashed the car and that she could have lost control of the vehicle saying, it's not clear, it's not explicit to draw the inference that she acted purposefully. 
And Mackenzie's mother has made statements and said that they are going to submit appeals, which we are not surprised because that is usually what happens. Now, there was one other one that popped up from people as well. And the headline reads, after killing boyfriend by driving 100 miles per hour into wall intentionally, teen paid tribute to him online. So apparently, this reminded me of like the, what was that case with, I see her face, but I can't think of her name, where the the two friends killed her. Like, she snuck out to go hang out with them, but then they killed her in the woods. Not the Slenderman one, but the other one. You know which case I'm talking about? How, like, they were super, like, oh, my gosh, you know, acting like the the grieving friend, but they were the ones who killed her. Yeah, the one that just, like, they, like, went and hung out and, like, they just killed her under the tree. Mm -hmm. That's what I remember that story is they killed her under a tree. There's probably multiple people yelling at us right now being like, it's this case. I know, because I can see her face (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) it's late okay so apparently Mackenzie had written on dominic's obituary page you had such a perfect life ahead of you he was the last person to deserve this miss your laugh and your perfect smile i feel your energy around me every day i just wish it was physical so there's that and then Mackenzie's family also posted on the page as well saying, she loved you, we loved you, my whole family loved you, forever in our hearts. So, I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, if you're trying to throw off the police that mm-hmm. you were involved, it's a great way to do it. Yeah. I just, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. And it's so tragic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we both like when I saw that, when you sent it to me on Instagram, I was like, the fuck? That that (laughs) headline, like, I was like scrolling through and I was like in a meeting and I was like, oh, shit. And I like sent it Mm -hmm. to you. Then I like tilted it. And my boss was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so this one, this next one actually had a big ass update today. I, like, vaguely had heard about this case, but a lot of you might be familiar. So last year, Microsoft executive from Florida, Jared, and I apologize, I may mispronounce his last name, Brittigan, was shot and killed in front of his two-year-old daughter. That's so sad. Yes. And so... There was a big update today because there was an additional arrest. So I actually found this like really good article on this from Jacksonville.com. So we're going to go over that. So it's titled Jared Brittigan's death. Here's what we know about the fatal shooting. So it said on the evening of February 16th, 2022, Jared had just dropped off his nine-year-old twin son and daughter to his ex-wife's home in Jacksonville Beach and was headed back to St. Augustine where he lived. With his two-year-old daughter in the car, he stopped because of a tire on the road near the exit of the sanctuary neighborhood. In what police believe was a planned attack, he was shot multiple times and apparently attempted to move the tire. His vehicle's hazard lights were still on, were still blinking with his daughter sitting in her car seat unharmed. That's so sad. Yeah. He was just trying to do a, a good thing. Right? Now, also... The next heading on this is, have there been any arrests? So on Wednesday, January 25th of this year, Jackson Beach Police Department Chief Gene Paul Smith and State Attorney Melissa Nelson announced the arrest of Henry Arthur Tenen, the then 61-year-old, on charges of conspiracy to commit murder, second-degree murder with a weapon, accessory after the fact to a capital felony, and child abuse. Henry pled guilty on March 16th and testified against Mario Fernandez Salanda, who was arrested the same day in Orlando. The 34-year-old husband of Jared's ex-wife has now been charged with first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, solicitation of a capital felony, and child abuse. And this was literally today. So his ex-wife, Shanna Lee Gardner, was indicted on those charges. She was arrested in the state of Washington where she was living. Nelson said prosecutors are seeking the death penalty against her and Fernandez Saldana. That's so so sad. Right? Who is Henry Tenen? Tenen has nine arrests in Jacksonville on minor offenses, according to jail records. 
He was already in jail awaiting trial on August for August 18th charges of possession of a weapon by a felon and driving with a suspended or revoked license on a third or subsequent conviction. That arrest report stated he had a shotgun in the trunk during a traffic stop. He had rented a home on the 5200 block of Potomac Avenue from Fernandez Saldana, the state attorney's office confirmed. The next one says, was someone else involved in the death of Jared? So state attorney Melissa Nelson said Tenen didn't act alone in the death of Jared. Neither she nor Jacksonville Beach Police Chief offered any hint as to a motive or who else may have been involved even after announcing the second arrest of Fernandez Saldana. But the latest arrest warrant states, quote, the investigation into Jared's background revealed a highly tumultuous divorce from his wife, Shanna Gardner, and a contentious relationship with both Gardner and Fernandez Saldana, because that was like, you know, she remarried. That was her husband or whatever. Nelson reiterated early on that this remains an active case, but initially would not say whether he believed she was a suspect. Because, of course, like with that kind of stuff, like obviously they have to keep it close to the vest, like right. completely understandable. So it said, what other clues have police released? So after checking security, there is a there is plenty of articles if you are interested in this case. I believe it's this one. There's like footage you can watch, not of him being murdered, but like to support like how they did figured out who did it or whatever. After checking security footage from home and businesses in the area, Jacksonville Beach investigators determined a dark colored F-150 with tan or brown running boards, likely 2004 to 2008 model with a silver toolbox in the back, may have been involved. So that was obviously going to be like a huge clue. So basically, people immediately were like, what the fuck? And kind of looked at his ex-wife because not only did they have that like super ugly divorce, Mm -hmm. but she didn't go to his funeral and she initially didn't say shit. Oh, so she reversed OJ. Uh huh. And so they were married for five years. They were married between 2010 and 2015, and they had they had the the twins together. Uh-huh. And then she married Mark. Okay, there's his first name because they keep saying his last name, and I'm like, what was this dude's first name? And her second husband, Mario, the one who is you know been arrested as well for this murder. They got married in 2018. So these people had been divorced for like a long fucking time. Like it's, I don't right. understand. And she also did hire an attorney. Obviously, you know, we know now that she's like not innocent, but it's like you can't, sometimes people like just lawyer up to begin with. You can't always judge based off that. But these it's are all true. Like very obvious signs now that we have had this arrest fucking today. So. No idea what's going to go on with that. I guess we will just have to keep you guys updated on that. And if you guys want to read more on it, like definitely check it out. Like I said, you can search Jared's name or if you go to Jacksonville.com, they have like a lot of coverage and they kind of go into the background of each individual too, if that is something that interests you. But I'm definitely going to be watching this. And I'm sure as like this investigation and everything goes on, we'll learn more on what exactly happens. Obviously, this is like pure speculation, but it's like it makes it sound like she convinced her husband to go murder her ex-husband, basically. Yeah. (laughs) So. It's not. That never works out. Murder for hire is not a fucking thing, guys. Stop it. And I don't understand because it's like <laughs> they're divorced. It's not like she was going to get money. Literally, they've been divorced. She's been divorced and remarried since it said like 2018. Right. It's 2020. Like that's the six, six fucking years. Like, bitch, let the grudge go. Jesus Christ. But some people cannot. All right. So our next one was another one that I saw on Instagram. And this is from Oxygen, you know, the OG. Mm-hmm. And this article is titled, Woman Accused of Killing Elderly Roommate Allegedly Doused Herself with Mountain Dew to Wash Off DNA. That's what caught my attention. Yeah. Guys. This is another Florida case. <laughs> the fuck? Okay. I saw this the other day, and I thought it was funny. Someone was talking about how, like, the whole no child left behind shit. Some of y'all should have been left <laughs> behind. This woman should have been left behind. I mean, I mean, I guess it's good that she was dumb because I feel like 
that probably what led to her getting arrested, you know? But I was just, like, hoping, like, maybe if she wasn't, like, this fucking dumb and she, like, thought, like, oh, Doctor or Mountain Dew will just wash it away, she might be like, well, I have no way of obscuring this crime, so I won't commit it. <sighs> no fucking kidding. Okay, so a Florida woman was arrest- or has been arrested for allegedly killing her elderly roommate, and authorities believe she attempted to cover up DNA evidence by dousing herself in Diet Mountain Dew. Nicole Max, a 35-year-old Daytona Beach resident, was charged with first-degree murder, tampering with evidence, and resisting arrest with violence in the stabbing death of Michael Sarasoli. Max pled not guilty to the charges. She was booked on August 5th and remains in custody at the Volusia County Jail without bond. On July 1st, police responded to a house fire on Clark Street and found 79-year-old Michael unresponsive in a smoldering bedroom with multiple stab wounds in his torso and blunt force trauma to the back of his head, according to the arrest affidavit. Authorities said the upstairs floor of the two-story home was ablaze and a bloody knife was found near his body. He was pronounced dead at the scene. After the landlord reportedly told authorities that Michael had a roommate, police searched the home. Max became a prime suspect when her cell phone turned up on a windowsill with yet another knife on top of it, the affidavit states. When detectives tracked her down outside of a restaurant in Holly Hill, Florida, early on the morning of July 2nd, she allegedly dropped a knife and a hammer when they approached her. Police described her as disoriented and shoeless with blood on her leg. Authorities say she gave conflicting stories about where she lived and she became agitated when asked about the fire, refusing to cooperate without a lawyer. When the police told her that they had a warrant and would test her DNA, she allegedly requested a drink and was given a Mountain Dew. Police stated in the affidavit that she dumped the soda all over her hair and body, quote, an attempt to interfere with the possible evidence on her body before it could be tested. Ultimately, detectives obtained a sample of her DNA and were able to match it to the DNA found on the handle of the knife found near the victim's body. The same knife contained DNA from the victim on its blade. Neighbors said that they felt unsettled when he was found dead. Well, as you would. One neighbor says she doesn't feel comfortable letting her four-year-old daughter outside. We try to keep the doors locked and stay inside. It's just not a good neighborhood. Another neighbor, Melam Farhad, told Fox 35 that he was going out with his son. It's scary when you don't know what happened next door. Really, we're not living here anymore. We're just staying, I guess. And that's very sad. I mean, that's true. You never know what's going on in your neighborhood. Doesn't even matter if you're in a good one or a bad one. I just just saying so many things. What do you think is in? I want to ask her, what do you think is in Mountain Dew? That's literally going to like wipe your DNA like that's. I thought they meant like, well, it did say like get DNA off her or whatever. But I'm like, what do you think is in Mountain Dew that's going to break it down and get rid of it? Do you think it's like acid? (laughs) Like, I mean, I'm very confused. (laughs) I mean, acid, it's still going to be you're like. It would just be melted, but I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? I guess what I want to ask her is, was it like the blood on her leg that was his That she blood? was washing off? And maybe. so she was like, oh, I need a drink and maybe thought they were going to bring her water. Maybe. And they were like, this is Florida. You get Mountain Dew. I don't I know. Like, no idea, uh, did she ask no for idea, Mountain dude. Dew? Like, there's so many unanswered questions with this shit. It's just fucking weird. And what the fuck happened that she had, like, that she ended up murdering that guy? Like, what the fuck? Like an 80-year-old. <laughs> I think you said he was, like, 95. No, I said 79. Oh. Why did I think 95? Either way, let's just say that this woman is, like, she not all there. Yeah. Why do people make stupid decisions like this? <sighs> I don't know. All right. This one was posted in the Facebook group. Trigger warning. This does involve the victim as an infant. So this one is from NBC News. This says Georgia doctor decapitated baby during delivery. (gasps) I saw this and I was like, oh, the fuck happened. Yeah. So according to the Associated Press, A doctor used too much force and decapitated a Georgia woman's baby during delivery, according to a lawsuit attorneys said was filed on this past Wednesday of this week. And the baby's mother and father, Jessica Ross and Trayvon Isaiah Taylor Sr., 
attended a news conference in Atlanta where their attorneys announced a lawsuit against Dr. Tracy St. Julian and Southern Regional Medical Center, a hospital in Riverdale, Georgia, where Ross went on July 9th to have her son. Riverdale is about 13 miles south of Atlanta. They were so excited about the birth of their first child, said attorney Corey Lynch. Unfortunately, their dreams and hopes turned into a nightmare that was covered up by Southern Regional Medical Center. Calls to St. Julian's office went unanswered, and an email message was not immediately returned. The Associated Press was not able to determine whether she had an attorney. Southern Regional said in statements that it could not discuss the treatment for particular patients due to privacy laws, but it denies the allegations against it. It's, quote, heartfelt thoughts and prayers, end quote, were with Ross and Taylor and their care providers, it said. Quote, our commitment is to provide compassionate quality care to every single patient, and this loss is heartbreaking, the hospital said. It was later added that St. Julian was not an employee of the hospital, and it had, quote, taken the appropriate steps in response to this unfortunate situation. A spokeswoman, Kimberly Golden Benner, said the hospital could not elaborate. St. Julian is part of a healthcare group called Premier Women's OBGYN that has two locations and offers circumcisions, infertility treatment, and other services, in addition to low and high risk OB care. St. Julian is a board certified OB and gynecologist who has been practicing in the Atlanta area since January in 2005. According to the suit, the baby got stuck during delivery, but St. Julian delayed a surgical procedure and failed to seek help quickly. Instead, she, quote, applied, ridiculously excessive force on the baby's head and neck to try to deliver it, attorney Roderick Edmond, who is also a physician, said. Roughly three hours passed before St. Julian took Ross, 20, for a cesarean, according to the suit. By then, a fetal monitor had stopped registering a heartbeat. The C-section removed the baby's legs and body, but the head was delivered vaginally, according to Edmund. <gasps> I was thinking it was like an internal decapitation. Ugh. The couple asked for a C-section earlier when the baby still could have survived, but they were denied, Edmund said. He said the case highlighted the higher rates of infant and maternal mortality for Black women. Ross and Taylor, 21, did not speak at Wednesday's news conference. Their attorneys also accused Southern regional staff of trying to cover up the decapitation by discouraging the couple from getting an autopsy. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry. Your baby was fine? was stuck, and then it came out without a head on. Yeah. (laughs) There needs to be questions answered. exactly. Encouraging them to have their son cremated and wrapping and propping his body to make it appear as if the head was still attached. The suit alleges gross negligence, fraud, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Oh, my God. Right? Like, oh, my... And it says, and they're seeking unspecified punitive damages. Good. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, all of those, all of those hospital people, like, all of that staff that helped cover that fucking trash. Fucking trash. I'm sorry. Like, I honestly thought it was going to be an internal decapitation, which I could see happening. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke earlier. So I mentioned about security footage on the other. I have a second murder for hire case that's happening right now. I don't know why that's trending. Please don't do that. Stop it. But for this case, they published or not published. They released footage today. Okay. So you guys may have seen the name Lindsay Shiver. I think that's how you say her last name. I don't really care. But that I think that's how you say her last name. So she was actually, she's from Georgia. It's crazy. Like all of these like insane stories are happening in Georgia. The fuck is happening in Georgia right now? Georgia and Florida. Like what the fuck? So. That I'm not so surprised about. I have a few articles, but I think I'm going to go with the one from New York Post that I have. And then we'll kind of go from there for the extra info. Okay. So this was like after she was arrested and she was released. So Lindsay Shiver breaks silence after release from Bahamas jail over murder-for-hire plot on husband. The Georgia housewife accused of plotting to murder her husband with the aid of her Bahaman boyfriend and an alleged hitman broke her silence on Friday, exclusive comments to the Post. She states, oh, please get ready to be mad. It's been really tough. It's been really tough. 
Lindsay Shiver said warily as she checked in with authorities at Nassau Bahamas Police Precinct, a requirement of her $100,000 bail agreement. Looking freshly made up with her first change into a fresh clothes in over a week, Shiver appeared in public for the first time since being released after a grueling 19-day stint. Shiver, 36, is accused of scheming to kill her husband, former Auburn University football standout Robert Shiver, with the help of her boyfriend, Adrian Bethel, age 28, and alleged assassin Farron Newbold Jr., age 29. Wearing a white Nike hat, gray hoodie, and black exercise pants, with the ankle monitor <laughs> clearly on display, she nodded affirmatively when asked if she feels the case against her has been overblown. Interesting choice of words there. Ma'am, you hired someone to kill your husband. I really can't say too much right now, she said calmly, noting that she had been advised to remain mum by her attorney as the case progresses. It's been hard, but I can't speak about it. Also carrying a manila envelope, she arrived at the precinct in the upscale Cable Beach neighborhood in a rented Kia sedan she had used to travel locally. Now I'm having issues with my car, she said. <laughs> That's the concern you have? I have to deal with that now on top of everything else, and I really can't say more. I'm sorry. Thank you for being respectful. With that, she departed to the leased condo where she is staying. As part of her bond package, the former cheerleader, I'm like, why do they put in this shit like that? But whatever. The former cheerleader must remain in her residence between 8 p.m. and 5 a.m. and check in with authorities three times a week. She must also remain in Nassau while she awaits an October court date and is prohibited from contacting her estranged husband or coming within 100 feet of him. Oh, well, at least he's fucking alive. Jesus. I was like, whoa, he's alive? Good for him. <laughs> Sources say the mother of three will soon be visited in Cable Beach by relatives after her nearly three-week imprisonment. Oh, wow. Three fucking weeks. You tried to right? kill your husband. You're lucky you're not still in, in jail. Prosecutors allege she explicitly instructed Bethel and Newbold to murder her insurance executive spouse in the midst of their increasingly bitter divorce. Police said the plot came to light during an investigation of a break-in at the waterfront bar where Bethel worked and where he also first encountered Shiver. Cops vetted Bethel's phone calls and found text messages that allegedly referenced the plan to murder him, basically. But an attorney representing the trio scoffed at the seriousness of the plan, telling the Post that the alleged accomplices were never close to ex executing the plan and the matter had been blown out of proportion. Those young boys, oh, here we go. We're going to have a boys will be boys bullshit. Those young boys were not capable of doing that, he said with a dismissive smile after her release this week. New Bold, a structural engineer and son of a prominent local politician, has steadfastly declined to comment, only telling the Post this week that the case is, quote, not what it seems and that he's innocent of the serious charges against him. And apparently, Bethel told the Daily Mail that he would never harm his lover's husband and his ongoing relationship with Shiver was never a secret. The offending texts, he said, amount to little more than a hyperbolic fantasy amid Shiver's marital combat. Okay. The couple chatted extensively while sitting next to each other in court during a Wednesday appearance, with Bethel managing to draw several smiles from his girlfriend as they waited for the hearing to start. Ooh, this makes me feel like, because dad's fucking some politician, like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. As reported exclusively by The Post, Robert Shiver hired a private investigator to tail his wife around the Bahamas after suspecting that she was cheating on him. But... Shiver's divorce lawyers have countered that he was abusive towards his wife during their ill-fated union. Prior to their marriage implosion, the Shivers split their time between a multi-million dollar Thomasville, Georgia mansion and a luxury spread in the exclusive Bahama enclave of Baker's Bay. Hmm. Interesting. I have, uh, I have a feeling that Joe Exotic is in prison because he hired someone to kill someone mm -hmm. and he had monies exchanged and that's what got him mm -hmm. they better hope there's no money exchange that's found yeah and just was this today this was tuesday there was like a follow-up article that showed body cam footage of police responding to a confrontation between Lindsay and her husband soon-to-be ex-husband and basically, she was like, 
quote, we filed for divorce, but living in the same house. It's hell on earth, as you can imagine. Just got super aggressive, and that's why I called immediately, because he's been physical before, and I'm just not doing that. I woke up this morning. We have travel plans to leave, but he's insisting that I don't go. And the police officer asked, are you wanting to leave, or is he supposed to be going with you? And she said, yeah, we're supposed to be going with our kids. Robert said she's going to the Bahamas to see her boyfriend. And the police officer said, I don't personally recommend you going on vacation together. And Robert said, I agree with that. And Lindsay responded, it's just an hour on the plane. Interesting. And Mm. then, you know, she was down there a week and then that's when she was arrested and all that. So... This is why you don't text people. I mean, you shouldn't try to kill people. Oh, no, she. Ooh, let's look at this. She literally apparently said kill him in the fucking text. Of course she did. That's pretty loud and clear, Lindsay. But okay. Like, (laughs) I don't get these people who are like, I was just kidding. No, don't fucking kid about that shit. Just don't. Literally. That's your baby's dad. Legit. Okay, so these last two guys, they are super important. Please do not skip these. These are current missing persons. So our their pictures will be on socials along with their information. So we definitely want to help out because these this first one is a missing 17-year-old. This is Denisha Goodner, age 17, did not return home after her shift at Zaxby's in Hendersonville, Tennessee. So the Like, it's like one of those things where there's not a lot of information out. She's obviously a minor, Mm -hmm. but Henderson police are seeking to help find a 17-year-old girl who did not return home after work on Sunday. Denisha did not return home after working at Zaxby's located at 2228 Gallatin Pike North in Madison after her shift on Sunday. She is about five foot tall and weighs 98 pounds with black hair and brown eyes, and she was wearing black pants, a blue Zaxby's uniform shirt, and black shoes. They are asking for any information on her whereabouts to contact the Henderson police at 615-822-1111 or call Henderson Crime Stoppers at 615-954-1113. And they said you can also submit tips using the P3 Tips mobile app. And that is like literally all they have out. But like I said, her picture will be on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere with all of that and everything. Like it just it breaks my heart that this girl's just gone missing and there's nothing like her. I I don't even I don't even know where I, I, I stumbled upon this and I was like, oh, my gosh, people are not fucking talking about it and they need to. So absolutely share. And if you are listening and happen to see anybody who matches that description, definitely call it in. Yes. Even if you're like, I always think of the people that are like, oh, I don't want to do that because what if it's just like someone who looks like them? I'd rather that person's life be a little be bit wrong. uncomfortable and then be wrong than like you not saying anything. Yes. Okay. So our other missing persons case is a couple that is Las Vegas-based. The couple missing is 26-year-old Anastasia and 27-year-old Vanessa Donham. Again, their picture will also be on socials for you guys. So it's being reported that the married couple sold their North Las Vegas home, loaded their six dogs into their new RV, and headed closer to family in South Carolina. Their trip was going great. We had shared a picture album, so they sent us pictures of them running around with the dogs. They are playing Yahtzee in one of the videos, says Heather, mother to Anastasia. She said the couple wanted a fresh start and planned on joining her in South Carolina. She says they hit the road around August 2nd, making stops in northern Nevada, Utah, and finally Wyoming. Wednesday night was the last Vanessa's dad spoke to them, and Wednesday was also the day their location stopped updating. The parents say that the couple's cell phone shut off shortly after by the cell phone provider due to non-payment. Vanessa's a veteran, she's very well-trained, and they're well-equipped to take care of themselves. They wouldn't veer too far off the highway. And the parents are, you know, they've tried making phone calls to them. Obviously, they've got traffic cameras being searched, and they are, you know, reaching out to social media, all of that. And their parents have stated there's nothing to suggest foul play or that they could be taking a break or taking their time. So they are extremely worried, of course. And then 
Her mom had stated online that their last known location was Rock Springs, which is 190 miles northeast of Salt Lake City. Heather, you know, she went online and was really trying to get this story out there and everything like that. Now, there has been an update, so this has a good ending, hopefully. It's there was a post made that they had been found located yesterday, so that is great. But obviously, there's not much details. They just posted at 10 p.m. actually last night that they were found safe. So that is really good to hear. Could you imagine if they like made it to their destination? They like rolled up and like being that parent. So, yeah, so she they were found, thankfully, and I hope that they're, you know, that they're good and that they're safe and that everything's okay. That's always like the goal we we have, you know, with these cases. So I still wanted to share it, but it's definitely scary, especially like traveling like that, because you never know what can happen. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And it's like, it's so nice to have like a good ending. Totally, totally. Okay, I mean, we've been here for a minute, but we do have one more that we could talk about that's not true crime related, if you want, Jess. Ooh, I'm in. Okay, guys, so today in real time, today is August 17th. Today, a bunch of stuff came out that Britney and Sam are getting divorced. Yes, Britney Spears. So we're going to talk about that for a moment, because... We could probably do a whole fucking series on this, but then I feel like we're part of the problem, so we won't. (laughs) Right. But there's there's some shit going on. Okay. So original and okay, first of all, TMZ is all over this like white on rice because they have been like that ever since Britney got famous and they came to exist whenever the fuck that was. Like they have always been after this poor girl. Well, original reports were saying that Sam had decided to leave Britney due to her cheating on him and he had moved out. Then there's this like gossip site channel. I don't it's Demois. I don't know if they're like the same as like fucking what's his name? Oh, Perez Hilton, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But basically, you know, another like celeb gossip platform. We'll just go with that said that that was, like, not the case and bullshit type of thing. Cannot say either way. But after that, it came out that he officially filed for divorce. The court documents are available online. I did read them. And basically, their marriage length was a year and one month. And he is requesting spousal support and for his lawyer fees to be paid by Brittany. But he's also requesting that she cannot request spousal support from him. I mean, obviously, she's got more assets than he does. But you know what I mean? He's trying to block it. So that's not even a possibility. Right. So that's interesting. That's sketch. So let's read this because we're back at people.com, you know. So let's go ahead and read this article, guys. Okay. So I kind of just summarized kind of like the beginning of it. They were just given like a brief timeline on that. And they said, In February, sources told people that Spears' inner circle had grown concerned. Rumors began circulating in March that the couple were having marital struggles, but Sam's rep, Brandon Cohen from BAC Talent, shut them down at the time. When addressing photos that showed Sam and Spears without their wedding bands, Cohen told people that Sam simply took his ring off because he was filming a movie. While it was unclear what movie he was filming, he announced in November that he had landed a role in the Taylor Sheridan-created TV series Lioness. Before they tied the knot, Sam played a role in supporting the pop star amid her mental health treatment in 2019. Spears was chucked into a facility for, quote, all-encompassing wellness treatment, end quote, in April of 2019, and Sam stepped in to play a bigger role in supporting Britney as she dealt with her father's health scare. A Spears family source, hmm, I wonder who the fuck that is, told people, there's no question that Sam is great for Britney. He has a positive influence on her. He's very motivated to stay healthy and fit, and they often work out together. Sam also supported Britney Spears during her conservatorship battle. After the pop star spoke at the conservatorship hearing in L.A. in 2021, spending 30 minutes telling Judge Brenda Penny by phone, I'm not happy and can't sleep. I'm depressed. I cry every day. A source told people that Sam, who wore a free Britney t-shirt on his Instagram story ahead of the hearing, had been the singer's quote, rock. 
Sam had been Britney's rock for years. He made sure that she eats well and works out, the source says about Britney's boyfriend at the time. She leans on him for everything. He works and has his own life too, but is around as much as he can be. Okay. And another article came out shortly after. This one came out a little bit like a couple hours ago in Mm -hmm. our time. So August 17th. There may be all kinds of new tea since between us recording this and publish day, but who knows what's going to happen over the weekend. I don't even want to know. It says, this headline says, Britney Spears working on deal for comeback album amid divorce news. And this is an exclusive. So Extra has learned that Spears is working on putting together a deal with Sony for what could be an epic comeback album. A source close to the situation reveals the news as Britney divorce makes headlines everywhere. Britney has built a reported $75 million fortune with a long line of number one hits, including Baby One More Time, as we all know. Just weeks before the split, Britney released the new single, Mind Your Business, featuring Will I Am. Extras Melvin Robert spoke with Will I Am about the meaning behind the song. He shared, Mind Your Business was what summarized the banter between she and I, and everybody has a right to have things that are precious to them. They shouldn't have to share everything. Her picture is a price, and people are chasing to get paid. Like, how is that a life to live? As working for, you know, good for him for defending her, for like, you know what I mean? Right. I feel like he's a decent person. As for working with Britney, Will I Am dished. It's awesome working with her in studio. She has tons of ideas, but writing the song, I took a different approach. So we went through these discussions and I would take notes. We would just talk about all these different types of subjects, fame, love, aspirations, dreams. It was about privacy and fame. Britney and Will I Am have worked together before on their hit Scream and Shout. Last year, Britney collaborated with Elton John on Hold Me Closer which sampled his song Tiny Dancer and The One. The song has over 124 million streams in the U.S. People love Britney. Oh, yeah, 100%. The other little update is basically like, in true Britney form, she posted on her Instagram a picture of her on a horse, and she was like saying she was going to buy one soon. And that was like her response. But, okay. People are talking about her getting a divorce. Her, I don't know whether to choose between Buttercup or Tornado. I'm just stuck. Like, literally, that's what she's talking about. Literally. Okay. But I also came across something and people might have found a possible, alleged, I'm not saying this is true, possibly a burner account or a Finsta that Britney has. But then Mm. they're also like, oh, is this somebody else? Okay, I'm gonna tell y'all because I ran to it. It only it has no photos, no pictures, and has like thirty seven hundred. Oh yeah, this is how because I'm in a in one of the. I'm old guys. I'm sorry. I only use Facebook for groups, and of course I'm in a Britney group. And someone had posted this, and it's a story from this Instagram account called not underscore g underscore happen h a p p e n. So on the story, and I and like. That person got it quick because when I went and got my screenshot from their story that I'm about to read you, it was 22 minutes ago at that time. Whatever fuck. Oh, at 7.45. It is now three hours later. (laughs) So on the story, it says, after six years of love and commitment to my luxuries and my name, luxuries and my name are in red, by the way, my husband and I have decided to end our journey together. We will hold on to the love and respect and this next portion's in red, I used to think we had, back to regular font, for each other, and I wish, <laughs> I, this is why I think it's a Britney, and I wish him to kiss my ass, always. <laughs> and the kiss my, to kiss my ass is in red, and then it says interest is also in red, happens. Asking for privacy seems ridiculous when someone calls TMZ. So I will just ask for everyone, including the media, to be kind and thoughtful. P.S.S. What is this Instagram handle? I will tell you in a second. P.S.S. Another Britney thing. Dot, dot, dot. Middle finger emoji. Three times. So the, the handle is not N-O-T underscore G underscore happen. H-A-P-P-E-N. Like not gonna happen. Oh, it's now up to... F- I almost want to follow it, but I'm scared. There's nothing <laughs> on it. No, but like they're posting the story. That that was on the oh, stories. Yeah. There's stories. <gasps> like there's a two aliens kissing with a UFO picture. That's really cool. 
And then there's like this like picture. I found it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just telling them because it'll be gone by the time they hear this. I'll screenshot the shit. Oh, yeah. Good idea. I'm screenshotting it, guys. So if you guys want the receipts, just let me know. Oh, it says something. It says when I'm away. Yeah, it's Bill. It's a Billie Eilish song. I can't play it on. Oh, but oh, it's happier than ever. Yeah. And it's like this old school like oil painting looking picture and it's like the girl is laying in the bed and i don't know if she's died or what but there's like a her ghost like floating up to the ceiling and then there's like somebody sitting on a bench or not a bench like a stool looking at it at the person and then there's that message i don't know guys i don't know but i was like dang that's nuts shoo that is uh where we're at with that. So Sam's trying to get alimony or spousal support and fees paid for and probably like any debt and stuff because of course like when you file that kind of stuff it's just like oh to divide the assets and debt blah 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 like you know the basic shit. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean it's going to be ugly. You and I have had so many conversations lately about Miss Spears mm-hmm. and her well-being yeah. and I am here for this divorce because I think, should I just share my conspiracy theory? I don't know if we want to get into all that right now. If you, Let's just, let's do this. Let, how about this? If this is something you guys are interested in, you have to let us know because we can, we can make it fit into the schedule because I have been deeply following this and all of the conspiracy theories and all of the talk and all of that for a very long time, actually. And then I'll just randomly say stuff to Jess and Jessica's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, I have been like deeply following this for at least a year, I would say. So like a lot of people. But yeah, let us know. I think it'd be really interesting to discuss. For sure. You know, like on an episode. I don't want to like we're not going to do like a whole like series or anything. But I think at like one like table talk maybe yeah. could be OK. But you guys let us know. Let us know. Definitely let us know. And we can, we'll probably have a poll in the Facebook group because that's where all that kind of stuff happens. So if you're interested, go in the Facebook group and let us know. (laughs) But with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up for today. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you learned something. Like I said, please go onto our socials. And there is, at least in real time, There is still an active missing minor, so please share her info so that way hopefully she can be brought home to her parents just like the other couple was found safely. So yay. But with that, we'll go ahead and sign off and we'll see you back here on Thursday for the next part of Barbie and Ken Killers. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.